on this episode of Why Watch That. I'm always drawn, but not in a bad or good. It's just like, who are you? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know you. What's going on behind those eyes? <laughs> that voice of yours. Yes. So um, y'all just need to calm down a bit and remember. Who are the people paying? Who are the end users? This ain't cheap. What I would like, Ref, is this. This is what I would be interested in. A movie about the aftermath. How they have to clean all of this up and pick up bodies. Let's do, somebody do that movie. I think about that all the time. Like, Man of Steel. When I was watching The Meg, I was like, oh, y'all in danger. <laughs> okay. Like Whoopi said. Right. And Ghost. You in danger, girl. <laughs> you in danger, girl. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking watching the bag. I'm like, no, the, the humans are in danger. Here, I didn't care. You could have wiped out the whole planet. I would not have cared watching this. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here uh -oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A Why Watch That First Look. Yep. We've got a couple first looks for you, and we're going to get right to it. Mm. First, on Netflix, we have Concrete Cowboy. Oh, I love a good alliteration. <laughs> and Concrete Cowboy is, <laughs> is coming at us on Friday. Oh, on the 16th. Uh, sorry, lies. Wait, is it? No, it's already out. It's already out, yeah. It's our first looks. <laughs> I'm like so excited. You had already watch it. It's already there on Netflix. You just have to click on the thing and, uh, you know, or borrow your neighbor's password. If you're a little, you know, the thing is Netflix, it went up a little bit and, uh, you know, some people are letting it go and, but they're cracking down on that. Just they FYI, are. they're yeah. cracking down on the sharing. Yeah. So get in where you fit in. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. Back to concrete. Cowboy. This comes to us from Ricky Staub. He wrote it as uh, he directed it and wrote it, but along with Dan um, Wassler, who was also another writer on it. The cast. Mm. Now, I will have to say, appearance-wise, the cast is very different from what the director and writer look like. So I'm curious to see how this is played out. Leading the way is Idris Alba. That's all you had to say. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we will be tuning in. 
<laughs> Who's this we that you're talking about? <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. Idris is a blessed man of the Lord. Now, he's also Lorraine Toussaint, which, oh my gosh, every time that woman is on the screen, something interesting. Yes. She's got, you know, the thing about Lorraine Toussaint is when she's on the street and she's been around, that woman yeah. has been in my psyche for a long time. And every time I see her, I always drawn, but not in a bad or good. It's just like, who are you? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know you. What's going on behind those eyes? <laughs> that voice of yours. Yes. I don't know. Jarell Jerome, if you remember Barry Jenkins' wonderful Moonlight, mm-hmm. he was in the middle portion of the movie. He played the teenage version of a certain character. Mm-hmm. And Caleb McLaughlin, who is in Stranger Things, the lone black child. Uh, well, no, not true, not true. His, his sister's in his it sister, now. Yeah. So, yep, he's in it. Method Man is showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the heck is happening there? I feel like Dang. all of them are venturing out. You know, we got Riza in a, yeah. a, a nobody. So, you know, we got a lot happening there. <laughs> Along with other people who are showing up that you'll recognize from television, perhaps. Yeah. Now, this definitely has a certain feel because we're talking about concrete cowboys. Mm-hmm. And so instantly you think, oh, is this a Western? Is this a is this a period piece? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised by the answer to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also keep in mind, Gerald Jerome, when they see us, won the Emmy for that. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, yeah. I, gosh, I, for, I mean, good gracious. Yeah. You went on to do bigger, better things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happens is Caleb plays Cole. He's acting up in school. His mother's like, you got to go stay with your father. I'm sorry. I, I can't anymore with you. And takes him from Detroit to Philadelphia to live with his father, played by Idris. His father, his name is Hart. And when he first arrives, his father's not there. Where is he? But you know who is there? Looking. Lorraine Toussaint. As Nessie. She's like, oh yeah, I know you. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, your father's just around the corner. Um, <laughs> you know. Okay, so we know he's been here before, but that was when he was much younger. Now he's older. He hasn't been there in a long time. Now, his father is hanging out with a bunch of concrete cowboys. What does that even mean? There are cowboys living in the city of brotherly love. Yeah. And this is real. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's also, you know, in Texas as well. They've got a lot of, of black cowboys. Yes. But this is, you might be going, well, I've been to Philly. Yeah, like in the streets. Like they, they have stables and there's this whole thing going on with that. So his father doesn't live too far away from the stables. And of course, the city is encroaching on these stables. They're trying to shut them down. So they got horses. And one of the horses <laughs> is stable in Harp's house. Okay. So Cole walks in and it's like, he's like, hey, you know, this is a horse. <laughs> And you'll be sleeping right there. Oh, and if you don't like it, you can leave. But uh, the door locks when you leave and it won't open until the morning. Okay. That's what's going on here. So, okay. How is Cole going to receive this? Not well. I mean, his mama did bring him across the country for a reason. He has behavioral problems. 
But he does meet up with an old friend of his played by Jarrell, Smush. Smush has a car. You know, he can get some Jordans. How? You know how. This is stereotypical. He's dealing in drugs. But why? I'm going to tell you. And what's Smush's connection to Harp and the Concrete Cowboys? Hmm? Because Harp tells Smush when he brings his son back, you know you're not supposed to be around here. Huh, Smush, bye. Okay. Now, he also tells his son, he's like, look, you can be with Smush, but not living here. Uh Now, there's also the police officers and the embodiment of them is Method Man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. (laughs) Playing Leroy. And Leroy comes around. Or is it Leroy? Leroy. Leroy. (laughs) So... (laughs) So Libra comes around and these concrete cowboys like, y'all know y'all need to give this up. Why does he care? What's his connection to all of them? And by the way, Lorraine Toussaint's character, Nessie, is a concrete cowboy. We find that out. Oh, yes. And there are other ones. So the question is, how is Cole going to be influenced not only by Smush, his friend, but also by his father and the concrete cowboys? What is this like? What will it take for him to actually be able to be a part of this community? What will they ask of him? And how does he get involved? Because do you think he wants to be a cowboy? Hmm? So you'll see what all of that is like, and you'll see what comes to fruition. You can guess. Now, what I was thinking of ref watching this was Charm City Kings, which is you can get on HBO Max. That is what came to mind. Instead of bikes, you have horses. And both movies have tonal execution issues. Mm. This one, Concrete Cowboy, is heavy-handed. Why? 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 You have the cast. You have the cast. Idris is doing everything he can not to be heavy-handed. Let me tell you that. Every single thing he can. (laughs) But you just... I, I was like, Why? Back up and let it be. Let it be like Mustang, ref. Let it be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let it be about him being rehabilitated by these horses and this interesting community of concrete cowboys who knew that they were right there in Philadelphia. That's enough. Yeah. The drugs and the everything else. It's just too much. Too much. Well, it goes back to that first thing that I oh, said. You, you know. Now... They do aspire for artistry. I do appreciate that. But in comparison to Charm City Kings, I would say that Charm City Kings is more focused. And it's more focused because they have less lofty goals in Charm City Kings. Here's what I would say, though. If you're interested, it's an easy thing to check out on Netflix. If you saw Charm City Kings and liked it, I would say check this out as well. Or if you haven't seen either and you're like, hmm, what's that about? You can check out both. Uh, They are imperfect. There's a glimmer of a movie in Concrete Cowboy that kept me watching to the end. The glimmer of it did. And the cast. I just, I want somebody to do this and just honor the title. Well, I will honor Idris Elba. (laughs) (laughs) That's my glimmer. But that is available now on Netflix. But I think we need to move on to all this fuss. Mm -hmm. Now we... We have, uh, is how many is this? Is this the third? Yeah, it's like in a trilogy, the, but that started No, after. no, no, I'm talking about yeah. the third movie 
mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Now, oh, yeah. Saying this because mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 started this wonderful shift. I think wonderful, but yes. maybe some people don't think that. Well, a lot of people in the community don't think that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but are they paying? Have they been paying for HBO for years? Have they been doing that? These other people in the community. Okay, let me just tell y'all. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look, you you stay up there in your little lofty purchase, but all of the rest of us down here, we don't care. Okay, we don't care. So don't come on the television, oh, oh, or in the media, whining, because that's what it comes across as. Get your life together. Go get your contracts together. Behind the scenes and see nobody's uh, talking now, right? So uh, y'all just need to calm down a bit and remember oh. who are the people paying, who are the end users. This oh. ain't cheap. This ain't oh. cheap. And and look at what's happening oh. in the box office with Godzilla versus Kong. All that oh. talk. Now ain't nobody talking, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, somebody didn't get their nap today. Let well, everybody wants to whine and cry. Well, I'm <laughs> going to speak for the fans. We well, thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, you're missing. That? Instead of five million, you're getting four million. Okay. Well, let us continue on this review of a first look. What I was going to say. Sorry, Ref. <laughs> is. <laughs> It, well, hey, you know, some things just ride right up on the chest and it just comes fl- flaring out. The thing about it is HBO Max, we all know, had to make some shifts. HBO in general, Warner Brothers had yeah. to make a shift because of the pandemic. They had all of these movies lined out to be released. And obviously that didn't and couldn't. Ha- well, they could have and nobody would have been there. Right. Couldn't happen. So what they did and uh, and and they're doing right now, as you know, Listeners, and some of you may or may not know because um, theaters are starting to open up again. Mm-hmm. But HBO Max has made a commitment to release both theatrically and simultaneously on HBO Max. Yes, some of the most top tier movies that were going to be released uh, that was going to be released last year, namely starting with Wonder Woman. 1984 we also had the little things the the little things come mm-hmm. out we had uh you know a couple of the kids stuff like yeah. it's just king kong or sorry not sorry godzilla versus kong mm-hmm. was really made to be released theatrically right because of all the stuff they see but like you're saying they're seeing such a huge flush of success Mm-hmm. By releasing these on this app and via HBO Max with the same price that you paid before for HBO Max. Now you're getting all these exclusive movies. No, they're not going to stay on the platform for quite as long. But if you get into the window, yeah. you can really take advantage of this and actually save your 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 family some money. Mm-hmm. I know you may want to get out, but as soon as you go up to that cash register... <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So yeah. you go up to that register and they say, you know, $78.99. Oh, ooh. And then you can't have any popcorn because they're not doing oh. that now. Oh. And you got to sit there with your mask on mm. the entire time and socially distance and, you know, all of that. Is it worth it? I think this, like you're saying, I think there was a lot of fuss in the beginning, but we're seeing yeah. it turn. Now, this is like you were 
initially saying part of a trilogy. We know we followed the 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 story of of Kong uh, through many things. We got Godzilla coming in, and this mm-hmm. has been around since what the the fifties, you know, the, the first King Kong. Yeah. It's one of the first movies, really, to to bring cinema into cinema mm-hmm. um, and entertainment, King Kong. But now we're here. This is directed by Adam Wingard and Terry Rosio and Michael Dougherty and Zach Shields and Eric Pearson and Mac Bornstein and blah, blah, blah. And a whole bunch of people are writing this. Yeah. So that's never good. That's never good when we have a lot of people's hands. Why do they need three people to do the story and two people to write this dialogue? I mean, come on now. I don't know, but there you have that. Now, you've been following the trilogy a little bit. You know Millie uh, Bobby Brown's going to show up, but Alexander Skarsgård is in this. And if you, as of taping, if you haven't seen his IMDb page, his lead photo, it is quite the photo. I'm just saying it is quite the photo. I was not prepared for it as I pulled up his page. Rebecca Hall is coming back. And then Brian Tyree Henry mm-hmm. is in this as well, along with Kyle Chandler returning. We got Lance Rez, uh, Reddick also in here with us and some other folks, you know, Ronnie Chang from Comedy Central's, oh my gosh, I can't even think what John Stewart's news show. I can't even Daily Show. Mm-hmm. The Daily Show. He's on, he's in here. Along with other comedians and, and folks and actually people you will recognize. Mm. The question is, I, I made myself, but critic, do we pack the kids up into the car, get the masks and just is this really should we be going to the theater to see mm-hmm. especially the effects and you know the, yeah. the, all of that stuff right what is it that we should be doing exactly and this is the fourth in the monsterverse they're calling it but this is a it's really a trilogy after the first godzilla came back so that's where we are in this third film of that trilogy so i saw godzilla that reboot and i was like well, that was fine uh, the next two in the MonsterVerse, I just, no, I'm sorry. And you can watch them now. I know uh, the previous one, HBO is even airing it right now. No, thanks. You know, Kyle Chandler, I love you, but yeah. Vera Famiga, you're in that one too. Love you. You know, Brian Cranston, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in yeah. the first one. In the first yeah. one. Yeah. So I saw that. So I was just like, let's just watch this and see what happens. I'm paying for it now. You certainly are. Uh, yeah. So, okay, let's watch this thing. And here's what's happening. Godzilla has helped humanity in the previous movie and he has gone dormant. Kong is in captivity and he's in captivity in a place that looks like Skull Island where he's from. Why? How can they keep him in captivity? What's he gonna think about that? What is he thinking about it? Now you have Rebecca Hall's character, Dr. Eileen Andrews, who adopted a little girl and this little girl and Kong have a connection. She can keep him calm. What's that about? Hmm. Now what happens is Godzilla comes back. Yeah. And he's on the warpath. They go, what? He was a friend to humanity. Why is he doing this? Well, there is Apex Cybernetics. And this place, they have something going on. And that is drawing Godzilla to the mainland. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. What is it? 
Mm-hmm. What is he sensing? Because, you know, the people who know Godzilla are like, well, he only does this if he senses another Titan. And that may be why Kong is in captivity. If he senses Kong, he might be coming for him because he's a Titan. Now, we get some knowledge about Apex from Brian Tyree Henry's character, Bernie Hayes. He has a podcast <laughs> where he likes to divulge secrets. He used to work there. OK, and he wants to break in to see what's happening. Now, along the way, he meets some people who are going to help him do this. Okay. A one of whom is played by Millie. Madison is her character's name. She's the daughter of Kyle Chandler's character. By the way, Kyle Chandler is barely in this one. Okay. So just know that everybody. It's really her and her friend. Now, her friend is played by Julian Dennison, Josh. So the three of them end up getting to the bottom of what's going on at Apex Cybernetics. And it leads all the way back to a certain place in Asia. Now, because Godzilla's on the warpath, the humans can't just let him come up and destroy and kill. So Kong has to come in to stop him. Also, there is Alexander Skarsgård's character, Dr. Nathan Lind, who wants this special substance that is in the dimension that Kong is from. So they really want to be able to travel to this dimension to go to Skull Island and get this, but be able to escape Godzilla along the way. Because once Kong is out, Godzilla's coming. Mm. So, you know, they're on the water, all of that. You know what's going to happen. And what happens when they go back to Skull Island? Because you know they do. I mean, this is not giving anything away. What happens when they get this material? And who really wants it? Because Apex is behind it, okay? And a character played by Damian Bichir is the CEO. And his daughter is a part of this party. So what is she up to? Mm -hmm. And in the end, what are they up to? Because it might be something that throws both Godzilla and Kong for a loop. You want to see monsters smashing and crashing and thrashing. Then this is Godzilla versus Kong. There you go. Does it look good? Yeah, they can do this in their sleep. Now, this kind of CGI. Yeah. Now, if you go, oh, I want to see this on the biggest screen imaginable, and you want to have a mask on and all of that, go do it. That's what people are doing anyway. Right, all of you people crying and whining. See how they're doing it anyway. So Ooh, the nap is needed. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, everybody, just so you know, next year Warner Brothers will not be doing this. No. So it but it will be a 45 but, day window. Yes. I was so yeah. So just check now. Things will be different, everybody. You will receive movies sooner. Paramount's doing it. And, I was gonna say it's yep. across mm-hmm. yeah, but, oh, right, Paramount has an even better window. Thank you, Paramount. I'm looking at y'all going, mm, Paramount. Now, back to this. So if that's what you want to watch, we're not going to stop you. You'll get... What I would like, Ref, is this. This is what I would be interested in. A movie about the aftermath. How they have to clean all of this up and pick up bodies. Let's do... Somebody do that movie. I think about that all the time. Like, Man of Steel? Think about Man of Steel. Well, Batman v Superman took 
that on. Oh, a bit. they did okay. Mm-hmm. The clean, but I mean the yes. cleanup. Like, I'm yes. just like I literally want want who's in charge? Like, who do they contract? Like, <laughs> like let's go in their family it could be life. TV. It could be like a procedure, yes. like not a procedural, but just like you it know, would be like, like Chernobyl. Like, it would be well, like Chernobyl. No, no, no. I'm uh-huh. thinking more like Superstore. Like, like, <laughs> like just yeah. a comedy. <laughs> Could you imagine them like picking up like alien, you know, yes. yeah. scabs or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Well, I, I, I mean, because it's utter destruction. Now, the writing, come on, y'all. We're not watching this for the writing. Now, they everybody is trying. Brian Tyree Henry, Henry is just talking, 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 talking. So is Alexander Skarsgård talking, 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 talking. They, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't even care. Uh, you know, just watching it, I, I did not care. And this is what I would have to say. I was thinking of three movies, and two of which are franchises. I was thinking of Transformers. Okay. But the thing about Transformers is they transform. It's more interesting to me to watch than two monsters just hitting each other and swinging oh. and like, you know, spraying, you know, fire on each other. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, okay, fine. Like, I, I've gotten it, but I don't need to keep watching it. Transformers is more interesting to me. Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, which is a rip off of Transformers. Yes. I'm not the biggest fan of Pacific Rim, but again, it, to me, it's a little more interesting to see the changes here. And, and you'll see what happens at the end of this, by the way. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. I was also thinking of one more, the Meg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is they went under, you know, they went all the way down deep and they found this. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about the Meg is, and this is my point here. The thing about the Meg is it's ridiculous and fun. But there are stakes. Like when I was watching the Meg, I was like, oh, y'all in danger. <laughs> okay. Like Whoopi said, right? And Ghost, you in danger, girl. <laughs> you in danger, girl. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking watching the Meg. I'm like, no, the, the humans are in danger. Here, I didn't care. You could have wiped out the whole planet. I would not have cared watching this. So that's my thing with it. I was fine watching. I did. I watched the whole thing, and I kind of paid attention. I didn't really. When they were doing stuff that was, you know, smashing stuff, I watched and looked, and some of it looked good. Um, so it's that kind of movie. Uh, this is not anything that I was impressed by, but I didn't hate it either. So if you are a monster person, though, if you're a monster person, then check this out in whatever way you want to. Uh, there we go. I mean, but didn't Peter Jackson really get this together when he did King Kong? I mean, didn't he get the CGI together then? Mm. Well, there you have that. Those are two sneak peeks and... Uh, you know, I, first looks. <laughs> and, well, I'm sorry, sorry. Two, one sneak peek and a yeah. first look. Yes. And you, you'll have to figure out what you want to do with that. There you go with, <laughs> with that. Figure out what you want to do with that. We will keep reviewing. We'll keep talking, and we are definitely 100. We are, and I'm not going to veer from this. We will definitely, definitely get the critic a nap. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com.
Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.